Hello everyone, my name is Paul. And I'm Jamie. This week we have a bonus episode of Criminally Disturbed for you. So buckle up. And grab your oh shit handles. Because this is Criminally Disturbed True Crime Short Stories. That's right, folks. We have another True Crime Short Stories for you. And since the first installment of the short stories about idiot criminals was such a success and we had so many people listen to that episode, I figured I would do a part two. And then eventually you'll do a part three and so on and so on. I mean, it can be, it can literally be its own podcast in itself. Just idiot criminals. Yeah, because idiots are limitless. Yes, they are. And uh, we don't have a shortage of them in this episode either. Uh, Before we get into that, this is a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. Now, you know that when we put out that first bonus episode that we did, when I did the true crime short stories for the first time, Mm -hmm. we put it out as, you know, regular content bonus episode. Right. But uh, we did say that our bonus episodes were going to be in the future on our Patreon page and for our Patreon subscribers only. Mm -hmm. However, I wanted to give everybody another taste of the bonus episodes that are for our Patreons only. Uh, We do have another bonus episode that we uploaded that's on the Patreon page and it's for our Patreons only. However, this one, I think that some of our listeners out there that are not yet Patreon subscribers mm-hmm. need to get another little snack. Another little snack of what we do for our bonus episodes. Yeah, maybe that'll help entice. Yeah, more to go and uh, and to subscribe to our Patreon page. So we decided to put this one out on regular. the other platforms yeah. on our regular platforms. Yeah, so we don't do a lot of news or anything like that. No. So, let's just jump right into it. I am here for the dumb assery. (laughs) Now, uh, just like the first episode of the True Crime Short Stories Idiots Edition, Mm -hmm. I'm only going to use first names. And in some some of these, I may not even use their name uh, because sometimes their name is pretty specific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I don't... Look, I... These people made mistakes. They made some idiotic mistakes, but they still, they made mistakes. All right. And I don't want to kick people while they're down. So first names or no names is, you know, is going to be fine. Okay. Okay. So this came from a news station in North Carolina. It's about a woman. Her name is Christy. And uh, the story goes, Christy, who may have been trying to send a message to an ex-boyfriend. Uh-oh. She apparently targeted the wrong house in an arson case being investigated by the sheriff's office. According to the report, a homeowner in a a neighborhood uh, was awakened at approximately 7 a.m. in the morning on Friday by a neighbor who spotted a woman apparently trying to set fire to the house. 
there were bundles of wood and a fire on the front porch and deputies later located a jug of bar and chain oil that they say uh, was used to light and spread the fire now bar and chain oil is used for chainsaws is it flammable oil is flammable okay it takes a so, fire to set it afire okay so yeah, it's not it, like gasoline right it's not that you know you can't ignite it like gasoline it, okay. it takes a fire to ignite or to set oil afire but it is oil the homeowner came outside and tried to get water onto the fire when he came out he noticed a woman standing near a blue car that was blocking the driveway the woman was later identified as the christie woman she's probably in her 50s now deputies mm, say the homeowner what? yeah she was 49 at the time Oh, girlfriend. Deputies say the homeowner went to get the garden hose and then noticed that pieces of wood placed around uh, a propane tank were on fire. (gasps) Oh, no. The homeowner's garden hose did not work because the woman allegedly used flex seal to try to seal off the water hose. This bitch had this planned. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The homeowner then grabbed a rifle Uh-oh. and confronted the woman. The lady, Christy, uh, did not have much to say, just mumbled. Christy was also reportedly holding one of the homeowner's dogs on a leash. <gasps> oh. Deputies say a cut was discovered on the homeowner's above-ground pool. This bitch was wilding. As firefighters and deputies, sirens could be heard coming to the location. Christy reportedly got into the car and left, brushing the homeowner with the car as she drove away. Did she leave the dog? Uh, No, she did not. Uh, We're going to get into that. Okay. The homeowner was able to get the license number, uh, license plate number, and, and the description of the vehicle. Another witness recognized Christy and told deputies that she lived in the neighboring county in North Carolina. Deputies went to the house where Christy lived and talked with her. They charged her with felony first degree arson, assault with a deadly weapon, and larceny of an animal. So she, she stole, she the, stole animal. the animal. Yeah. Her bond was set at $101,500. More charges are possible in the case, though. Deputies estimate the damage to the home and pool to be worth about $20,000. A witness told deputies that a former boyfriend of hers did own the property in the area and that they believed she may have targeted the wrong location. So she didn't say anything when the homeowner came out the house and she saw that it wasn't the previous boyfriend? No. She's just mumbling. And she was probably trying to say something, you know. But this right here shows me why said boyfriend was an ex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> right. There's no doubt about sure it. This bitch like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you no. need to, yeah, you, you made the right choice there, bro. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, wow. targeting the wrong house, I, cutting the dude's pool, mm-hmm. trying to set a propane tank on fire set a fire on his front porch, and stole the fool's dog. You know, and I'm glad, I mean, I hate that she did this, but I'm glad it turned out, I mean, it could have been worse, like if the house would have blown up and that person would have died in it. Absolutely. And it's like, did you even think that instead of going for the charges you had that you could possibly have a murder charge? Right. I, I know. And that was the thing. 
she also brushed him with the oh, car. That's right. Yeah, she, yeah. So she she got an assault with a deadly weapon because of that. Right. And it's like, damn, really? Mm. I mean, come on now, Mm-mm. idiot. So our next story comes to us from Long Island. This guy's name is Robert. He's 25 years old. He was facing some charges, Mm -hmm. really kind of up to like four years in prison for these charges. Uh, He had some pending things like uh, he had pled guilty earlier. Actually, he was waiting on sentencing, but uh, some guilty pleas for charges of possession of a stolen Lexus and attempted grand larceny of a truck. Damn, he's a thief. Yeah, he's a thief. And I hate a thief, too. I know. Oh, my God, I hate a thief. Well, Robert was not looking forward to getting sentenced. As a matter of fact, he just didn't want to go to jail at all. So um, he was looking to do anything he could to avoid these. Um, you know how you avoid jail? Don't do the crime. Exactly. Yeah. Well, as his sentencing is approaching to avoid going uh, to jail, he fled the state. Mm. So, because <laughs> that's gonna that's make what, your problem go away. Well, his problem did kind of go away. What? His fiance actually had a meeting with his attorney later on, and she said, "Hey, he died." Oh my god, he died. Uh um, uh-uh. And and his, his attorney's like, "Well, what happened?" Well, he he died, and here's his death certificate. She had a death certificate? Yeah. I guess they apparently, had it forged. Apparently he, he died. So they went to court, and his lawyer actually presented the death certificate from the Department of Health's Vital Statistics and Registry Office to the prosecutor mm-hmm. and to the judge, you know. And the prosecutor was kind of looking over this thing, and he started kind of, there's some inconsistencies here. Mm-hmm. Um, he noticed that there are different font types and font sizes Uh oh. so it raised some concerns and some suspicions and uh, so he actually got the new jersey health department involved to look at this and they confirmed that there were some inconsistencies in the font type and the sizes but also that this document from the new jersey department of health's vital statistics and registry office Registry was spelled R E G S I T R Y. <laughs> it didn't take them long to confirm that it was a fake. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The lawyer who submitted this suspicious document apparently is a dumbass too. Well, he was removed from the case and is looking at some possible charges there um but they did end up catching the guy brought him back uh he pled not guilty to the single count of a false instrument for filing the judge set his bail at one dollar but he was sent back to jail for the previous charges that he was (laughs) that he was already going to sentencing for he should have just went and did his time. Yeah. Wow. Judge, I mean, that's a kick in the face. The judge says his bail at a dollar. Oh, but wait, 
Yeah, you're going to jail for your previous charges, the stolen Lexus in the truck, you know. Fucking idiot. I don't I don't agree with his lawyer possibly getting charged cuz to me the only fault of the lawyer was he didn't pass reading in school. Yeah, and all he's got to say basically is you know, hey, his fiance gave me this document. I was just bringing it to court. Yeah. I didn't I didn't inspect it. And I don't know? know how to read, so you know, it'd be like a slap across the a grieving fiance's face if I had to inspect it and say is this fake? Right. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, he's going to let the prosecutor be the bad guy there. So, fucking idiot. Wow. Yeah, I know. So, our next one, it actually comes from Britain. All right? So, we're going over the pond. So, have you ever dialed 911? Have you ever had to dial 911? I don't think so. No? No. I think I've only dialed 911 once. Mm-hmm. Have you ever accidentally called 911? No. As one of the kids? Our second oldest. Our second oldest. What happened with that? She was actually at her grandmother's house, and her grandmother was cleaning, and our daughter was supposed to be watching TV, and I think she was about two, three. Uh-huh. And um, so the grandmother comes back into the living room, and she has a smaller house, so it's not like she was far away from yeah. our daughter. Yeah. When she comes in the living room and her phone starts ringing, so she picks it up, and it's like it was a 911 operator, and they're uh, like, ma'am, did you need us? And she's like, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I've ever accidentally called 911. I know that I've probably only called 911 for an emergency mm-hmm. on purpose once. So, and it was a wreck, but... uh well, so in Britain, they don't have 911. They have 999. When okay. you dial 999, that's the emergency services. Mm-hmm. Well, you think about that when you witness a horrific crime going on or you witness uh, a wreck or, you know, an accident, something like that, right? Right. Well, so two men decided that they were going to burglarize a place mm-hmm. and... It would not take the police in the area very long to catch them because one of them had their phone in their back pocket and accidentally dialed 999. And the whole thing was recorded. (gasps) Oh, no. On the 999 call. So they butt dialed. They butt dialed the emergency services line in Britain. Wow. And it led police right to them. Yeah, so there would be no that wasn't me. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's they, like your phone just called nine nine nine. Yeah, you know, and it's so your voice. It's your yeah. We hear everything that's going on. The police actually came out in a tweet as uh, Chief Inspector John Owen. He says, "Quote all of their antics up to the point of hearing our patrol arrive to arrest them was caught on the nine 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 call." Wow. So. And I guess that with the 999 call, they were able to pinpoint their location. Maybe so. Yeah. So, yeah. Their antics. <laughs> their antics. So, that's a couple of idiots right there. Yeah. Don't take your phone with you. If you're going to do, don't do things like this, but if you're going to do things like this, if you just have to, to thieve things, don't take your phone. I mean, what use could you have possibly had for your phone while you were doing that? 
Like, were you waiting for an important phone call? Like, maybe from a job? I know. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Were you waiting on that person after that interview that you had to call you back? And then what were you going to tell your friend? Oh, hey, I got a job now, so we can't burglarize this right, place. Right. I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> Idiots. All right. So our next one actually involves a store that we've shopped at, mm-hmm. you know. Walmart? Kohl's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I've been in Kohl's several times. I think you and I have been in there. Yeah. But I do remember, like, going to, like, Black Friday shopping there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kohl's used to have some, you know, yeah. really good sales yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, I want to take this opportunity to talk about something else, too. And something that is, and this is serious. This is not a comedy bit or anything like this, but this is actually serious. You know what's been going on around the United States, more specifically, even about a year ago, with the whole smash and grab robberies that were yes. going on, people running into a store while it's open, customers in there and everything, employees, and they grab a bunch of merchandise and just run out. Nobody mm-hmm. can stop them. In some, Which I call bullshit. Well, I mean, I know it's... It's a, there's in, a law thing. It's California. Yeah. There's a law that in California that you can't physically try to stop someone if they're robbing you or, you know, stealing something. How is that a law? I mean, who had the bright idea to be like, let's make this a law? So that's just blatant disregard for humanity. Yeah. It is blatant disrespect to the people that are in that store mm-hmm. are actually paying money for that product exactly what they don't realize is is that the more things that are stolen the more prices go up ex- uh, you read my mind yeah i mean prices are going to go up because of that mm-hmm. so are you going to continue to do that or are you actually going to get a job and then you're going to end up paying more for those things when you have that job so now they're probably going to continue doing that being that they know nobody can confront them right they go do it not only does the price of the goods go up that store's insurance rate goes up oh yeah and i mean there's just a lot of things that happen due to thievery right that Due to these, you being an asshole. These dumbasses don't understand economics. They don't understand they how don't shit care. works. They don't care. Well, they will care when they actually start purchasing shit. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the funny stuff. PSA for this episode. So, yeah, that's right. Two dumbasses decide that they're going to go in. One of them is going to sit outside in the in the getaway car. And one of them is going <laughs> to run in and grab a bunch of merchandise from Kohl's. And okay. then turn around and run out, jump in the car, and they're going to flee, and they're not going to get caught, and, and everything they're gonna else. they're going to live happily ever after. And that's what happened is the guy ran into the store while the second guy sat in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. The guy ran in and grabbed a bunch of shit and ran out to the car as they're trying to crank it. The battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh my gosh i mean so what did they do did they keep trying to get it to crank or did they just bail on the vehicle and take off running yeah so police responded 
When they got there, what they saw is there was a car in the parking lot with the hood up, and the two would-be robbers were trying to get a jump start from the bystanders that were around. What? Yeah. Oh, they deserve to go straight to jail. Also found in the car, among other items, were phones, laptops, clothing from other stores, stolen credit cards, and a credit card reader. Uh, drugs, oh, of course, and counterfeit cash. Why didn't they just use their counterfeit cash to pay for that stuff? It probably wasn't good counterfeit cash. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, it would still be stealing, but wow, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. So the one, the deputies say that uh, the one that actually did lift the items or stole the items from Coles also had counterfeit bills in his pocket. Mm-hmm. He told them that before they arrived on the, the scene, the other one had offered him $1,000 if he took the blame for the theft. That ain't your friend. $1,000 in counterfeit cash. <laughs> That's not your friend. <laughs> now, the one that offered uh, that was offered the $1,000, he actually told police, you ready for this? Uh-huh. That all of the items in the car belonged to his wife. How did his wife feel about that? Oh, it doesn't go on to say, but I'm oh, sure. Oh, because I'd be like, "Don't be dragging me in your bullshit." Oh, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that he's divorced now. So, what did he steal from Coles? Oh, it didn't say. Oh. I, I don't. I don't have that. But something else that they found out that was stolen: the car itself. Oh shit! <laughs> and you couldn't find one with a good battery, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was arrested, uh, the, the one that was offered the thousand, he was arrested on charges of theft, identity theft, possession of methamphetamine, and a warrant for aggravated ID theft. Mm. The other one was arrested on charges of theft, possession of a forged instrument, and a warrant for heroin <laughs> possession. Look. Look, they just be smoking and... Smoking, snorting, shooting, whatever it is. Do not steal a car and then go robbing places like Coles with a dead battery in the car and then go blame it on his wife. And then, say, oh, don't know. No, that's my wife's shit. And I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have been like, that ain't my meth. That was in the car when we stole it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, officer, the car is stolen. That's not my meth. It was in here when we got it. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, fucking dumbass. I know. Yeah. Wow. This one, this one's kind of funny. Okay. Clearwater police in Florida. Mm-hmm. All right. So this guy, his name is Herbert. 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 A bear, if you're from South Louisiana. So they say that Herbert went into a, a, a Speedway convenience store. Mm-hmm. And he swiped more than a dozen scratch-off lottery tickets. How was he able to do that? I don't know because, you know, I mean, you got to, I guess you could grab the thing and pull it towards you maybe and then start just pulling them off. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, that would, that's. Because I know where, well, around here, they're not easily accessible to customers. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it'd be hard to get that. Yeah. Well, it's 
caught on surveillance. All this is caught on, on surveillance. You know, so he walks into the store. He reaches somehow or another behind the counter or pulls the thing, and he starts pulling these lottery tickets out, more than a dozen of them. 13, and that, here's the thing, 13 different scratch-off tickets. So he was there for like a little minute getting 13 different ones. 13. Where was the cashier? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have been in some convenience stores sometimes where the cashier would be in the back or, you know, um, maybe, maybe something like that, I maybe guess. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But this this happened around 2 a.m. Uh, so, yeah, I could see that. Maybe the cashier was stalking or something. Or maybe they were asleep. You never know. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, on the surveillance camera, they see Herbert walk out of the store with those scratch-off tickets. But he didn't walk very far. Oh, my God. He literally started scratching the scratch-off tickets. And there was a winner. Oh, my God. He's a winner. This fucker, a few hours later... Don't tell me he went back to the He went back place. to the same damn store oh to cash God. the fucking ticket. <laughs> How much was it? $30. Mm. He won. Oh, my God. So let me take it back to the same store that got me on surveillance stealing them. So when he was scratching them off, I, I know how people like around here... We have newspaper stands outside of convenience stores. or like lean up against the newspaper stand, yeah, and scratch off their teeth. Yeah. Was he doing that or just? I, I, I mean, I didn't see the video, but uh, this is all do. Uh, this is all per story by Fox Thirteen in Clearwater, Florida. Well, we're gonna say he was leaned up against the newspaper stand. I'm just, scratching. I'm telling you, even in, even if you did win thirty dollars, all right. So you just went through all that. And then a few hours later, which, you know, a few hours later, he's probably thinking shift change. He's probably thinking somebody new is going to be in there or whatever. Probably, but still. But by that time, the police have already been contacted, and this fool is trying to cash this ticket in, and all they got to do is be like, hey, um, he's back. Yeah. He's a winner. There he go right there. There he is. Uh, uh. He's a wiener. He's charged with petty theft. Uh, I'm sorry. It actually says petite theft. Uh, I'm going to say it was petty. a petite it's, it's theft because it was thirty dollars. It's petty. Petite. Uh, dealing with stolen property and driving with a suspended license. Oh my! For the second time. Oh my! Yeah, he's not learning his lesson. He's an idiot. He is. He's an idiot. Yeah. All right, we're going to Tennessee. Okay. Are we going in the mountains? Okay. No, we're not going into the mountains. (laughs) We're uh, we're in the Nashville area. Oh, you ever been in Nashville? I passed through there. (laughs) Me too. But I would like to. I'd like to too. I would. You would like to too too. I would like to as well. I want to go in. Where's JJ the boss at? He's in Memphis. Okay. Well, I want to go to Memphis then. Memphis. Okay. Memphis. Those of you who don't know JJ the boss, duh boss, duh JJ duh boss. He is one of the the Memphis street outlaws. Mm-hmm. He's awesome, and uh, they they race cars and stuff. And it's JJ's pretty cool. I like JJ. So let's go Tennessee, Nashville area. Mister Robert. That's the second Robert we've had. I know. Robert, what are y'all doing? I don't know. This man's 49 year old. 
Mm. He uh, smashed a glass door uh, while he was breaking into a home. He stole a TV and a gun from the residence. Uh And he also stole, allegedly stole, a black Gibson Les Paul (gasps) guitar. Oh. Oh. Now, before we go any further with this, okay, um, he later sold that guitar. For $40. (gasps) What? Yeah. He just wanted some drug money. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a Gibson Les Paul. I Uh, mean, that thing's probably two, three thousand $3,000. We'd have to ask Kyle. Yeah, we'd have to ask him and see. So, I mean, this dude, he he snatched a bunch of stuff. A lot of hot dollar stuff, too. I mean, really? Well, he dropped a notebook. Oh, at God. the scene, <laughs> and it had multiple other addresses oh. of places that he had already hit, and, and he was going, was going to? to hit. Oh, okay. So this fool had had you know written down in this notebook the different addresses that he was going to hit. So you would think that the police can use this and to set up a sting or not a sting, but like a stakeout. And yeah. wait for like at the other addresses to see if he, if they get hit, you know, they can catch him while he's in the act. And that's what they can do. I would these. be like, can I sit in the house? Like if I was a police officer, can I sit in the house and like hide? Right. And when he comes in, just jump out and be like, boo. Boo, homie. <laughs> I got you. Or they kept reading in the notebook and read, dear diary. Oh, no. His daughter's diary. He had stole his daughter's diary and was writing that stuff in it? And it had her name and address oh, and everything no. else. And so, yeah, they they were able to find him pretty easily. Oh, but to steal your daughter's diary to yeah. do your criminal activities in. So, I'm going to do this address and this address, and I've already done this address right here. Dear Diary... He looked at me today. What a douchebag. I know. That's horrible. I mean, but then he just, he dropped it at the scene. But he could have just as easily dropped that out, like, when he was out buying his drugs or whatever, and then... Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If you want to go that way, yeah. That's pretty damn, you know, irresponsible of him. Yeah, and somebody could have came and found his daughter. Yeah. What a douche. Wow. I mean... But I still like the whole hiding and be like, boo. <laughs> still a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, my God. This next one, we're going to get pretty close to home. Okay. Like how close? Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's some idiots in Monroe. I can, I can attest to that. Yeah. Well... Monroe, Louisiana, there was a woman that came uh, home one night or whatever. There was a naked stranger in her tub. Oh. The stranger, naked, like I said, I can't stress that enough, the stranger was naked. Uh-huh. Was eating her damn Cheetos. <gasps> uh-uh. <laughs> so you're going to be in my tub and you're going to eat my damn food. That's so many levels of disrespect. Police police were contacted 
And when police found uh, showed up, they found they found a a full tub of water and a plate of food along with half-eaten Cheetos that belonged to the victim on the toilet next to the tub. Oh, that's just nasty. <laughs> so you're going to take a plate of my food and then you're going to take my Cheetos. Oh my God. I'm, yeah, I mean, obviously the lady called the cops, oh. but this person was going to be toting an ass whooping before the police got there. Give me back my motherfucking Cheetos. So when... So, this was reported in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram uh-huh. in, in Fort Worth, Texas, um, that the naked intruder was, quote, caught orange-handed with nowhere to run. <laughs> uh-uh. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. You, good, good job, Fort Worth Star Telegram. That's pretty funny. Y'all got some good writers over there. Yeah. So I, I gotta <laughs> hand it to you. Now, when police asked the woman or the, the the person that broke in, I'm sorry, the person that broke in, why, why, why were you here? The intruder said an unknown male had told her to break into the house. Police found a tall ice chest under a broken window outside an unknown male had told her to break into the house but but did the unknown male say to grab the damn cheetos and some other food and put it on a plate and go take a bath because apparently you stink i was supposed to say he was probably like girl get in there and wash your ass you need to break into that damn house right there and go wash that ass because you stink maybe maybe that was it Maybe. You know. I'm, I'm, and by the way, eat you some damn Cheetos while you're in there. I'm assuming crackhead. Oh. Meth head. Didn't say anything about drugs, but I, I would not disagree with that statement. Because I would assume if it was um, like a mental disorder, that would be mentioned. And obviously, we would not be discussing this one, laughing about it. Right. Yeah. No, no. Uh, it didn't go into that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. So we're going to say crackhead. Last one. Okay. Last one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I think I did a couple of bank robberies in the last one, in the <laughs> first did. idiot thing, yeah. things that I did. Uh-huh. And then there's actually a couple of robberies in this episode as well. Mm. Well, this is no different. This is a bank robbery. Oh God! Well, this is a it is it is a bank robbery, and and look, this happens around Christmas, and I can only imagine what a lot of people out there are going through. I mean, hell, you and I've been through it too. How, you know, how are we gonna? Yeah, but I've never resorted know? to robbery. No, well, well, obviously, neither one of us have. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people out there struggle during Christmas yeah. and things like this, and I, I would just want to say that. This is in no part making fun of that. This is an actual story of something that happened. What the circumstances that led this person to do this are or were at the time, I don't know because it does not say. Mm -hmm. So I just want to put that out there that we're not making fun of anyone's financial circumstances by any means. It was what happened just during this one instance. Okay. Okay. This happened in Delaware. 
Uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. Sounds so fancy, doesn't it? It does. Wilmington, Delaware. A Wells Fargo bank branch. Now, this guy has a recognizable first name. Mm-hmm. Because I've never heard that name before. I've heard it as a last name, so I'm going to say his last name, Williams. That's not a not a very uncommon I was going to say, name. that's a very common last name. But his first name. Okay. It's pretty uncommon. He's 44 years old. Um, he handed a note to the teller on a Saturday morning at this bank branch, Wells Fargo, uh, saying that there's a robbery taking place. The woman behind the counter gave him an undisclosed amount of cash. Mm-hmm. Well, Williams fled on foot. However, before he got very far, he stopped at the ATM to make a deposit. What? Yes. Apparently, he was a customer of the bank. He robbed them and then went right outside to the ATM to deposit the money into his account. Okay. So, I want to point out something that I heard earlier on another podcast. Um, A lady, and it was actually about a bank robbery. Yeah. She was a teller, and she had said that they, I forgot what they called it, but the tellers usually have um, certain money set to the side. Yeah. Specifically for instances like this. Yes. And they have the serial numbers written down so that yep. way they can trace it. Right. So it's like you're putting this traceable money. I mean, obviously, everyday people don't know this because I didn't know that till I heard that today. But you're putting traceable money you're depositing it into the ATM he into doesn't your know account. He doesn't know that. I know, but it's just like. But but I mean, you ran right out of the bank and went right up to the ATM that has a camera. And most ATMs are like right outside. Right the outside. Bank. Some of them are inside. A true. In the foyer. What is wrong with these people? I don't know. I don't know. We. I mean, we got one guy leaning up against a newspaper stand, scratching off his tickets. <laughs> then we got this fool going five feet out the bank door. Hey, give me your money and a deposit slip. That's what I was fixing to say. Why not just give her a deposit slip and be like, put yeah. this hey. amount of money in my account? All right, give me all the money in the till. All right, can you deposit this <laughs> into my checking, please? And please make it available today. Yes, I need that to be available today. I got to go Christmas shopping. So was he really doing this to go Christmas shopping? I don't shopping, know. I didn't say that. Just... That's why I'm saying I don't know the circumstances that led up to this. He's probably just greedy. Probably. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to, look, don't do it. Don't or don't resort to robbing a bank. No. Go get a job. But if you're going to rob a bank, don't rob your own bank. I know. Like... They know you. They know you. They they they. When you opened your account, they took your picture. Yeah, they get a, a mean, copy of your driver's they license get a copy or of your, your ID. Driver's license. And then don't run to the ATM right outside the bank to deposit the cash that you just robbed that bank of. Right. He stole. Let me just say, I'm throwing a number because it doesn't say how much he stole. But let's just say he got a thousand dollars off of that teller, and then all of a sudden. 30 seconds after the robbery, there was a deposit in an account for $1,000. Mm-hmm. You idiot. Mm. I mean, dumbass. And I'm sure the police and even the bank employees were like, what the hell? I know. 
I know. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Even if it was, it, you know, some banks, they have the, the, the ATM in the drive-thru. Yeah. So he ran out the front door and runs around to the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> so he's standing at the ATM in the drive-thru and make, cars are lining up behind yeah, him. He's yeah, like, hold yeah. on, hold That's on. what I'm talking about. Now, he's, he's behind somebody at the drive-thru. Somebody's behind him and he's waiting his turn, but he's on foot. Wow. Trying to get it in the ATM. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, dude. That's silly. Idiot. Well, look, that's what I have for you in this free bonus episode. I had an idiot's part two. And listeners can't see me, but I'm over here shaking oh, yeah. my head. Oh, yeah. Her head's about to fall <laughs> off of her neck. She's shaking it so much. Well, these were good stories. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, and that's what we do. These are our bonus episodes. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, we did upload another one that Jamie did. It was Criminally Disturbed, a true crime short stories, sibling rivalry edition. Mm -hmm. And it was good, people. Yeah. It was really good. It's just a couple of stories there. They are short stories, but it's a couple of them that fill up that hour or so. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, there are some breakfast foods out there that I will not think about the same way going forward mm -hmm. so uh very funny story that you told there going forward though our bonus episodes will be for patreons only our, mm -hmm. our subscribers and so uh we had to give our our patreon subscribers uh something to subscribe for yeah <laughs> give them so, a reason to subscribe give them, give them that reason and yeah. there's there's gonna be other ones there's gonna be more there's gonna be different types of content that we're gonna do that Jamie and I have been talking about and uh, starting some other types of content that we're going to be doing. So you guys uh, definitely enjoy this, uh, enjoy the previous episodes, and look for other regular content that we're going to have coming out. I think you talked about you got a, one that's ready that we're going to mm -hmm. record soon. So stay tuned for new content, new regular content. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, get out there, be a subscriber support the podcast we really do appreciate it and thank you guys for listening all the way to the end i'm paul and i'm jamie and keep your eyes and ears open for another episode of criminally disturbed true crime short stories bye bye